Welcome to the Heaven's Devils Podcast, a Forest Green Rovers podcast by two millennial Americans who don't really know what they're talking about. My name is Nathan. This is Sean. Heaven's Devils Podcast, where you're here and ready for a new dawn at the new low. Hey, <laughs> shimmy! Shimmy! <laughs> I like that shimmy. I like that. How are we feeling good, sir? How are we feeling? Uh, still a little shell shock, so to speak. Uh, you know, not feeling the worst, but wild news that, that, that came out on Sunday that, you know, Mark Cooper no longer the manager of Forest Green Rovers. Yeah, wild, wild shimmy. We're going to get into that. We're going to give our thoughts as new fans. We're going to talk to some OG fans uh, and also share what we've heard from others kind of off the record as well. Um, but Shimmy, yeah, overall, I'm feeling hopeful. I'm feeling hopeful. I'm feeling happy. I'm feeling optimistic. I'm feeling grateful. Well, we'll talk about Mark, you know, in, in a minute. But just a quick thoughts now. Overall, feeling feeling grateful for the for what Mark has has accomplished and for his contributions, while also feeling e- extremely excited and extremely hopeful for the future, for the next six games, for next year, for the year after that, for for forever, Shimmy. FGR is only going up. We're we're a rocket, Shimmy. Get on the rocket, Shimmy. We're going to the moon, baby. <laughs> um, so Shimmy, though, let's first uh, let me first tell the plan to the good people at home. Um, before we get into us talking about Cooper and our thoughts and all that stuff. So, we're going to kick it off, as I just said, by sharing our thoughts on Cooper. We're going to talk about the new manager. Um, then we actually have some fans on to share their thoughts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then we got st- our boy Statman Chris Latham, always delivering that heat. Uh, today's actually less of a stat, more so talking about Mark Cooper as well. Uh, and then we will close out with a great chat with a great man. Dan the man Sweeney. We are Dan stands now, Shimmy. Uh, what an inspiring and funny, funny guy. We'll talk we'll talk more about that in a minute. Uh, but first, Shimmy, what is our vegan beer of the week? It's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life for me, yeah, and I'm feeling good. Well, like I mentioned up top in the intro, we have a new dawn at the new lawn, and so we're sipping hey. on Odell Brewing Company, new dawn IPA. It's 6.3% um, hazy IPA, which is the new trend, and we're just uh, sipping on it, you know, hoping that we can get that push to automatic promotion. Six games left. Let's go. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. <laughs> I'm feeling good. That's like Nina Simone, right? There we go. Oh, you know how I'm playing in the background here, there Shimmy. There we go. There we go. Uh, there we go. Well, <laughs> Shimmy, cheers to the past. Cheers to what Mark Cooper accomplished. And cheers to Mark Cooper for his five years of service. But also, Shimmy, cheers to the future. Cheers to the exciting, exciting future. The hope, the energy, everything. I'm excited, Shimmy. I'm, I'm, oh, let's go, Shimmy. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Can I put it better myself, Nathan? Cheers to that. Let's go. Yes, I want to clearly. I'm the chosen one. See my potential, so they fear me. Before we talk about Cooper's replacement, let's just talk about Cooper and the sacking of Cooper, Shimmy. So, so what, what are your thoughts on it as a new fan? As a new fan? Well, and that's the thing, right? I think you and I have talked about it. We have seen all season since this journey began for us way back our first pod episode in November, right? Late October, early November. Um, we've seen Cooper out trend <laughs> online, you know, and that's been our main uh, interaction with other supporters in the club is like seeing this 
on the one hand, doing so well, our club, you know, being towards the top of the table, being in the automatic position, but then there's also this vein of Cooper out. And I think we were a little bemused, a little flummoxed by it, because we're like, man, it seems like seems like the man knows what he's doing. You know, he's got he's got our club humming, he's got, you know, the lads performing. We had such great talent. Of course we lost a little bit, but brought some other talent in. Like, man, he, he seems like he knows what to do to get the best out of them. He has the dressing room, you know? But that has appeared lacking in the last six yeah. matches. You yeah, know? I think he lost and the dressing it, room in the last six matches. It seemed like. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. So, um, and it's been tough to see how he could right the ship. You know, he's had five years and, and maybe that's just, uh, that was, you know, time on his influence at the club. You know, maybe that had already peaked. So even though I'm still a little, little shell-shocked, I couldn't believe the news yeah. on Sunday. Uh, it seems like it was the right decision. It seems like the consensus among lots of fans was it was the right decision. Yeah, and, and you're going to hear that here in a few minutes. But, yeah, I, I agree. I'm, I'm 100% on board. I'm 100% going to the shimmy. Dale Vince was a very patient man. He gave Mark five years, and, and, I, and I like that. I hate this, you know, what, what's con- become pretty popular in, in modern football of just, like, chopping and changing managers so frequently you got to give managers a chance and i, I appreciate yes. that dale vince did that um but from our our, our i don't know I, I it's it's the right move shimmy from our perspectives as first year fans just kind of looking in from the outside uh firing a man who has led us to you know such a good season where we're pushing promotion it seems kind of harsh at first on the face of it but he's been <laughs> here five years you know there's, there's a lot of questions that have been asked about his treatment of people um, mm. And after the string of results, like like you said, it looks like he lost the locker room. Uh, and, and this is a phenomenal, phenomenal group of guys that we've come to know, we've come to love. We know that they're, they're capable of so much more. Uh, we needed a change, Shimmy. We needed a shock to the system. Uh, and, and this was it. And only, you know, there's only a few weeks left on this contract anyway. It just seemed like a very low risk gamble that I think is going to pay off. And even if it doesn't pay off on the field over the next six games, which I think it will, but even if it doesn't, I think it's raised all of our spirits, you know, all the spirits of the fans. Um, it's, it's, you know, we were doom and gloom. We were down. The world is ending on Saturday after that result. And then on Sunday, we're, we're new yeah. people, energized. <laughs> That's true. You know, man. full of hope, full optimism yeah. about the team in the short term, about the team in the long term. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I am excited, Shimmy. I am very excited. We appreciate what Mark has done, so we need to mention that. I mean, we would be remiss if we didn't mention that. I mean, he won promotion to the league. That's not easy. He survived his first season in League 2. Never easy. Um, he pushed for promotion to League 1 in 2018-2019 season. Pushed for promotion this year. Plays an attractive style. But it is time for change, Shimmy. I am so excited for about it. I am so excited about it. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, and... and for the last six games, Shimmy, I just want to say to the players, man, have fun. Like, go enjoy it. We yeah. all support you, you know. Play freely. Absolutely. Play with a smile on your face, you know. Enjoy it. Pressure's off. Play hard. Have fun. Make a run. And, you know, we know, our, I don't know about you, Sean, but I know nothing about the caretaker manager. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know nothing. He was under 18s, right? Yeah, yeah. He was the that's, manager of the That's all I know. <laughs> I'm actually yeah. don't even know his name. Jimmy Ball, right? Jimmy Ball yeah, season. Jimmy Ball. Jimmy Ball season is here. <laughs> that's about that's that's the extent of my knowledge of Jimmy Ball. Um, but I do know this team, Shimmy, and you know we've got a group of players that are mentally tough. They are mature. 
They are talented. They are professional. They have all everything you need to make a run. And you know, even without uh, a manager or with a caretaker manager, we have veteran leaders like Stokes, like Jamma, Waggy, Sweeney, Whitehouse, JMT. Um, and then we have, you know, so many young players who are also incredibly wise, incredibly mature. Lewis Thomas, Dokes, Don Bernard. I'm sure there are more. We just, we haven't met them personally, but I'm sure there are more. So with a locker room like that, there's just no reason why they can't make a run. And I'm just excited to watch, Shimmy. I'm excited to watch the boys see what happens, Shimmy. Let's go. James. Sam, let's Same. go. Let's we've go. Yeah. Shimmy. <laughs> we've experienced, we've experienced Shimmy. their character. <laughs> I'm excited, we, we've met baby. these guys. Yeah, yeah. We know, we know that they have the stuff. We have, they have the right stuff. Yeah. It's just a matter of getting their confidence back. You know, yep. getting that swag back. Getting that bit. swagger back, baby. That's, and I think yeah. they're getting it, baby. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited for Saturday. Which, yeah. by the way, really stinks for us, Shimmy, because it's been moved to 12:30 p.m. UK time, which is 7:30 a.m. here in New York City. 4:30 a.m. over in on the West Coast. Uh, anyway, last thing I want to say um, before we go on to talk about who the next manager is, and before we hear from some of the fans, is big shout out to Lori Martin, man. I don't know if you saw his little walk in the woods, little walk and I talk did. in the woods, yeah. views with Lori's <laughs> yeah. views, whatever. Uh, we got to come up with a name for it. But anyway, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Go find Lori Martin on Twitter. Um, just, I think, I thought his, it was just a perfect take on the whole Mark Cooper situation and what, what's happening forward. So big shout out to Lori there. I think that was awesome. Um, yeah. And, and actually I'm inspired a little bit by what the, uh, the lads at the pot on top of the hill tweeted, um, upon the news, which they asked supporters to sum up Cooper's, the Cooper era in three words. And I thought that was just really cool to kind of force people to think about yeah. Okay, where was it? What what do you take away from Mark Cooper being a Forest Green Rovers? And you know, like you said, we've had kind of positive things for most of the season, but it tailed off at the end. Mm-hmm. And learning more about the history, we've also heard about okay, maybe there's not totally positive about his interactions with fans and stuff. But um, you know, when I think about it, I think the three words I would use are circle of life. Mm, interesting. Why? Because when you think about it, when the previous manager, when we were, when we were at the national conference level, uh, it was Adrian Pennock, right? Mm-hmm. He actually was someone who achieved success for Forest Green Rover at that level, who got them to finish kind of the highest they've ever finished for a club that size. But with just a little bit of time left in the season, he was let go and Mark Cooper came in, right? And uh, he led us to, to where we are. You know, he led yeah. us to to the EFL sure. and so we can't take that accomplishment away from him right uh, you know Mark Cooper has that um, has that notch on his belt but the same way he rose also seems like the way that you know it kind of ended for him too mm-hmm. you know he he did what he could he's brought some good things to the club but at the end of the day maybe at this level to get us to league one to get us for that promotion push mm-hmm. you know he, he had to go so that's yeah. the way you look at it yeah. you know um can't you know you know won't come out here and rave about mark cooper but in my experience i, I also can't you know um, lambast the guy yeah but um Yo. but it seems like you know for the five years he, he did his thing so i think the circle of his circle with the club is complete yeah yeah that's a good that's a nice way to look at it especially for us as, as new fans without these experiences uh, with Mark Cooper, negative or positive, you know, we don't have that. Um, so I right. think that's a really nice way to look at it for, from our perspective as new people, as outsiders. Uh, okay, Shimmy. So as we said, 
Uh, we're new to FGR. We didn't completely, you know, feel like it was our place to to comment too much on Mark Cooper. That's why we didn't release an emergency pod. That's why we didn't drop a video. We might do that in the future. Maybe next year, maybe beyond. But as new fans, it just didn't seem like our, our place to be, like, you know, a big voice in the Mark Cooper um, <coughs> situation. So we, we asked some fans their thoughts uh, on Cooper. And we're going to play a series of 30-second clips from... From Kay Hoffman, we got Ryan Griffiths, Tom Carter, Sean Ooh. Baker, and Cam, Killa Cam Hoffman. Murderers Raw right there. <laughs> yeah. What a lineup. But anyway, uh, so we asked them about their thoughts. So we're going to play them um, in order here. And they're going to tell you about their thoughts from the Cooper era, the sacking, just overall, just quick 30-second thoughts. Um, and then we're actually going to chat with Statman about it as well after that. So anyway, here's what Kay, Ryan, Tom, Sean, and Cam had to say so yeah I think it's the right time for Mark to go um he's been a good manager he got them into um you know the league two but I don't think he's the right manager to take us up now he's done what he could do and actually those players need somebody else now we've got a lot of young talent and I think they need somebody to come in show them the way and it's not Mark Cooper I'm afraid okay so Mark Cooper he took us to the football league he kept us in the football league that's the good stuff but there wasn't much good stuff after that because he fell out with so many different players. And I think it speaks volumes that the ones that, you know, did like him, they're completely silent on Twitter at the moment. And the ones that didn't, oh my goodness me, what is coming out at the moment is fantastic because it's what I basically thought was going on. His, he, he was constantly changing the team almost every week. We get to January and uh, he'd just buy 11 new players. It's no way to manage. It's no way to manage. And I think Dale Vince has seen sense and we've seen the light. And basically, we can all now have something to look forward to, hopefully, on Saturdays and Tuesdays. So I'm reacting to the news of Forest Green parting ways with Mark Cooper. I think a good way that we can evaluate a manager's time at a club is where the club is now versus where they were when he joined. So... I mean, the fact that we're sat here disappointed that we're not in the automatics of League Two shows we've come a long way, and that's all credit to Cooper. Uh, we've developed some really exciting players in that time too. Ethan Pinnock, Christian Deutsch, Reese Brown, uh, Liam Kitchen, even recently. And they've all gone on to play at top levels since then. So yeah, he's had a great time, great five years, and we're excited to see what happens in the coming weeks with the next appointment. Yeah, absolutely buzzing that uh, Cooper's gone. I think his football was sideways, backwards, predictable. I'm looking forward to seeing who we can bring in. Obviously, I've been waiting a very long time for this, so I'm enjoying the moment. He's just not cutting for me in the Football League. He's had a big budget, open checkbook, signs players, every single transfer window, changes the whole team, if you like. And he's never once taken responsibility and... One of the worst things for me is when you're travelling around the country following Forest Green and he don't come over and applaud you. And he slates the fans that don't turn up and he don't thank the ones that do. So I'm happy to see him go, to be honest. Uh, Mark Cooper going, I think it, it was it was kind of the right decision because he's brought us up to League Two. He's been with us five years. He's had like three years to try and get us up and unfortunately he hasn't. But I thought he was a great manager, great dealing with me with all my publicity and stuff. But um, I think it was time for him to go. But I thank him so much for everything he's done for me. Very diverse opinions there, which I think was really cool. Different perspectives. Everyone has different experiences with Cooper. Um, negative, positive, all over the board. But uh, it, it 
kind of overwhelming sentiment from them and from the internet, from everyone we talked to, is it was time to go. It, this was the right move. Uh, so we move on. We we thank Mark for what he's done. We move on. We're excited. We're hopeful, Shimmy. Future's bright, yeah, brother. Super hopeful. And we educated ourselves because, of course, we were two fools. Absolutely. So it was just lovely to hear yes. those voices. And, yeah, you know, again, <laughs> I think I feel closer to the club now having um, seen that insight. Let's move on to the next manager, Shimmy. Let's move to the future. The future. What do you think, Shimmy? Ooh, well, I mean, interesting what, uh, you know, Big Daddy Dale has announced, right? Raise hail, praise Dale. Raise hail, praise Dale. It's, uh, you know, he was talking about maybe approaching it in a way that's really progressive that no one's done before. So perhaps the first female man- manager in the EFL of a men's club team. Professional yeah. Club team. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited about it. Some names have been thrown around. Um, over, uh, at this point, I think 100 CVs have been uh, yeah. submitted, right, for the position. So we can yeah, tell including that ours, by the way, Sham. I sent them <laughs> ours as well. Oh, yeah, you, you sent them our, our reel, our best reel. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I sent them my, my highlights on FIFA. Nice. <laughs> All right, so we're shooing. So why are we even having this discussion? It's done. Yeah. It's done. It's we're in. <laughs> Right. But what, what, yeah, what do you think? Oh, man, I, I, I think the last thing he said was it. I, I think it's going to be the first female coach in, in EFL history. So I, I, I was all prepared, Shimmy, to talk about Wellens. I did some research. Did some research on Tisdale. Did some research <laughs> on our guy, Scott Lindsay, who, by the way, is phenomenal. I think he'd be awesome just based on who he is as a person. Yeah, but love Scott Lindsay. Yeah, but based on Monday's tweet, Shimmy, I got we got to scrap all that because Dale Vince, he's not going – He's not going conventional, Shimmy. Uh, if I were a betting man, Shimmy, and I am, I'd bet a ton of money that Dale is going for history here, Shimmy. He's going to hire the first female head coach in EFL history, Shimmy. And I got to tell you, Shimmy, I am excited for it. I am so excited for it. Here is why, Shimmy. First and foremost, I think it's long overdue. The idea of a female coach in men's football, that, that needs to be normalized, Shimmy. It's 2021, Shimmy. It's it's shameful that there's you know no female coaches in the game, uh, kind of tangentially related. It, it, it's shameful also that there's so few non-white coaches, you know, in the game, especially when you consider, you know, how many non-white players have have you know been at played at such a high level. Uh, it, it's crazy to think about that you know that there's that there's this lack of equity um, mm-hmm. in, in the coaching circle. So we got to give equal opportunities to equally capable people, regardless of their gender, regardless of their race. And and, of course, and that, that's also the key. You know, we shouldn't hire someone just because they're a woman. But I trust Dale, and I don't think he's going to do that. I think he's going to hire an excellent football coach, an excellent leader who just happens to be a woman. And I am so excited for it, Shimmy. And, and just speaking personally, you know, my mom was a, a men's basketball coach and, and one of the only, if not the only, in the state of Ohio. So I know firsthand that a woman is fully capable, just as capable as a man, to coach a men's team. Um, and it's just long overdue, Shimmy. It, it, this is a massive opportunity for the club to lead, uh, lead the way, to, to progress you know, the sport into the 21st century, into a more equitable world. Um, we've been a progressive club, Shimmy doing the right thing off the pitch since Dale took over. We're the greenest club in the world, the first vegan club in the world. These are things to be proud of. And, and Shimmy, the you know, the world should and will eventually catch up to us. Mm. And, and we should 
Shimmy, let's just let's let's lead the way on gender equity too, Shimmy. I love it, man. And um, we know very well as American sports fans, too, that it is kind of like a boys club over here. You know, only in the past few years have, uh, you know, women got into coaching and assistant coaching roles in like the NBA and in other sports in the NFL as like fitness uh, trainers and coaches, assistant coaches. That just happened this past year. Um, so, yeah. so yeah, you know, it's the 21st century and I love for this club to lead the way. And again, like you said, not just making it because it's maybe morally the right choice, but making it as the right choice in football terms as well, you know, like yeah, really, really absolutely. like, and I, and I trust yeah. you will. Yeah. Go yeah. Ahead, yeah. I, like I said, I also, I also trust it. And I feel like after this five years of the Cooper reign, uh, we're ready for fresh ideas, you know? So and going yeah, a new route, yeah. going an unconventional route is the best right. way to get new ideas in, right? Things don't change if you just keep having the same carousel of, of folks, right? So sure. perhaps that could be a way to inject some new ideas and some new, um, invig- you know, invigorate them. I like it. Another way, that's the name of the, you know, the, the lane that you get to to get to, to, get to the new lawn. <laughs> and then uh, apart from that, you know, it's, it's just, you know, apart from it being a positive thing to do, then... Uh, it, it's it's also just a massive opportunity for the Forest Green Rovers brand. I mean, by breaking this new ground, this is a you know massive opportunity to bring in new fans, to bring in new partnerships, to bring in new money, um, while also doing the very important work of empowering you know our existing young female fans who've ne- they've never been able to look up you know at the manager role at Forest Green Rovers or anywhere and and see themselves in that role. Uh, they've never seen like a pathway for them to be head coach of a men's professional team. They've never seen anything. You know, to show them that they belong in the sport just as much as men do, and I think this is is an opportunity to change that. Um, and, and just last thought here, uh, I, I think there's also a competitive advantage here, Shimmy, because look, the, our, this, the the head coach of Forest Green Rovers is already a fantastic job. It's already a very high-profile job. As coach of FGR, you're going to get money. You're going to get talented players. You're going to get great fans. You're going to get autonomy to coach how you want to coach. That's any coach's dream. And then, you know, on top of that, if the new coach is a woman, you're also going to make history. And, and I think, so this is, this is an opportunity maybe to punch kind of above our weight in terms of a coach's pedigree. So I know one idea is uh, Hannah Dingley, and I, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing that name right, because Shimmy, as you know, I'm awful with British English pronunciation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I think, you, you know, you, you got you to gotta think Hannah's in the running, and she deserves to the be. Academy system. Uh, she knows the organization. Yeah, she knows the organization. She knows the players. She's bought into the ideals of the club. So she should definitely be considered. But I wonder, Shimmy, if we could go after someone from, you know, a top-tier women's league like the NWSL here in the U.S., maybe the FAWSL, that's like the Women's Premier League in in England, Serie A, Ligue La Liga. Uh, I I saw some rumors linking us to a few of those coaches, actually. And, you know, no idea how much truth is behind them because – to me, it would seem like quite a, I don't know, I don't want to say downgrade, that's not the right word, but quite a leap for someone to go from like the top of women's, uh, you know, football to a tier three or tier four team. I feel like it's a big ask. I also don't know about money. I feel like they probably make more money up there than coaches here do. I'm not, I'm not yeah, sure about I'm, that. I don't, but I don't know at all. And I think um, even Chelsea's manager, right? Um, I think it was, the idea was floated to her, hey, um, I mean, Chelsea's women's squad is, is incredible. I think they're the top of... Uh, yeah, Emma range. Hayes. Yeah. That, that was a rumor, but I, I can't see that happening. I mean, she's like such a powerful <laughs> yeah. like force and like such a staple of Chelsea women's yeah. football. 
It just seems crazy to me that she would consider coming to us, but it, who knows? Like, I mean, FGR is exciting. I don't know her personally. Maybe she like loves the vegan stuff. Maybe she loves the green stuff. Maybe we can sell her on the, you know, the future of this club. Um, so maybe that's how you get a massive, massive person like Emma Hayes to consider us. But I, I still feel like that's kind of dreaming. Yeah, it could be. I mean, again, uh, someone that, like you said, is so powerful and has done such an outstanding job with Chelsea. And, I, and here's the thing, too, that's kind of the rub is with all of this, you still have to deal with the existing perceptions and media and stuff, too, right? Because I think she was asked about going to that and like you know is, is it a step up is it a step up to go from you know uh, managing or coaching Chelsea in the women's league up to an EFL team and she I believe she responded by finding it insulting and I, I get it yeah because wow, it's like yeah. yeah oh because you're suddenly going to the men's game you're you're upgrading and uh right. you know and that goes to show like the perception that's out there and the disparities so yeah so you Oh, I'm glad you raised that point. That's all. That's that's a great point, and that's that's I guess why I think like it's unlikely we can, like I think we can maybe punch above our weight a little bit because this is you know we're potentially making history. This is a f- fantastic <laughs> job, such a progressive, interesting future for this yeah. club. So those things kind of make you think we could punch above our weight, but I don't know about that. Sure, one. sure. <laughs> I don't know like so, the, someone of the stature of Emma Hughes. Sorry. It truly remains to be seen, so so we shall see. But yeah, but who knows? Who knows what Dale's got up his sleeve, Shimmy? But you know, uh, before he even brought it up, uh, it hadn't occurred to me. You know, like initially when I saw Cooper was you know um, leaving the club, I was like, wow. So I wonder where from League Two or the you know the other part of the pyramid, maybe even League One, we might get uh, a coach. So. You know, my thinking was narrow and small, so it's it's just cool to have have this conversation, these ideas opened up. Absolutely, that's a great point too. Yeah, same. (laughs) Sunday when it was announced, I was you know, like I said, I was preparing to talk about Wellens, Tisdale, Scott Lindsay. Um, No, no idea that this was a possibility. And then on Monday, Monday morning's tweets, I was like, oh my god, (laughs) you know, exploding brain. Holy crap, Dale's done it again. Uh, oh man. So anyway, whatever, whatever, wherever we go, even if we don't, I, I think it would be awesome. I think, you know, he put out the hint. It seems, you know, it would be super cool to have an outstanding coach who happens to be a woman. But whoever it is, we're going to, we're going to support them. We're going to give them love. We're going to give them, you know, all of our faith. And I'm just so excited, Shimmy. I'm so excited. I'm unreasonably excited <laughs> for the future, Shimmy. Let's go, baby. Let's do it. You know, we're, we're in. We're, we're committed. Like, this has been such a fun ride. We've met so many great people uh, along the way up till now. It's absolutely. Same here, Shimmy. Same here. So, Shimmy, let's go to Statman, Chris Latham, for what is mainly a chat about <laughs> Cooper with a little stat thrown in. I'm a scat- Statman! We welcome back to the pod, Chris Latham, Statman. Chris, welcome. How are you feeling today, Chris? Statman! Hello. Um, feeling, feeling good, feeling hopeful, feeling positive. Um, I think Saturday, 5 o'clock, we're all feeling a bit down. Um, yeah. But there's, there's rays of hope, I guess. There, there um, really are. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. Like you said, like Saturday, I was feeling down. Sunday... I am. I'm a new man, full of hope, full of optimism. I, I just wonder, Chris, could you share? Like, you know, Sham and I are new. This is our first year watching every match. So I'm wondering, as a longtime fan, how do, how do you feel about the the whole Cooper situation? 
And so, like, I think first off, we've just got to acknowledge that he got us into the football league for the first ever time. Thanks for that. that that's a monumental occasion, really, because money doesn't buy you success. It's not guaranteed. You look at other clubs down there that have thrown money at things and it hasn't worked. Um, he got us to where we are. And then since then, I think we've become established as a League Two club. And so I think, you know, if you look at, at that, I think you've got to say say thank you to sort of Mark Cooper from, from that point of view. But I think he's been helped along the way considerably with coaches and, and everyone else. So I, I think it's a shared sort of thing. Um, but I think in terms of where we've got to, uh, if you know, if you look over recent weeks, I think in the last four games, he's used every goalkeeper, every defender, every midfielder and every striker who is fit. Yeah. And even ones that are now injured. So like Jamma played the four games ago, he's used everyone that was available that he would consider a first team player. And after Saturday, he, he sort of sounded dejected. He didn't really know what he had to do to sort of resolve things. And we'd seen different formations. I think that contributed to some of the goals we conceded. Um, so I think everything comes to a conclusion, doesn't it? Um, you know, over that time, we've had some real good highs. There was the season we made the playoffs for the first time were incredible. We watched some brilliant football. Um, you know, you had sort of well-known people like Jimmy Bullard tweeting about us and sort of saying, yeah. look at this football. And um, we had some good times. The, the season we stayed up, amazing. The, the day we stayed up at Yeovil, I can remember that. So we've had a lot of good times. I think we move on now, though, and the club are in a, a different place to when Dale recruited five years ago. And there's a real good opportunity for someone to come into a club with a, a chairman who backs their manager, gives them time, also gives them freedom. He doesn't get too involved. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, exciting times in that sense. And I think there was no, it was a win-win situation in a way, isn't it? There's the payoff to Mark if he gets one is minimal because he only had a few weeks left on his contract. Mm. If it wasn't going to be renewed, then why not take a punt now? We just lost four mm-hmm. games in a row. The last time we lost four yeah. games in a row, it put us bottom of League Two. Wow. So it's not it's just not promotion form, is it? That's the only time right. Mark's lost four games in a row. So, you know, it's a roll of the dice. It's a bit risky. We did it before with AD Pennock. It didn't quite come off, but Scott Bartlett did a good job of getting us to the, to the final at Wembley. We had a few injuries. So maybe this time will be different. Oh, I love it. Love that optimism. Love the. I, I feel I'm with you. I, I'm excited. I'm very excited for the future, for the near future and the long term future. Um. So, Statman, do you ha- do you have a stat today? <laughs> well, I think I, I was just like, I think they're probably the ones that the one I was going to do was that we've used every player and we've oh, yeah. we've run out of ideas. If we go back to being frank and analyzing the the time of Mark's tenure, I think the pod on top of the hill guys did some good numbers and. He signed over 100 players. He played even yeah. more players than that. And, you know, Sean is a good example of we haven't got many strikers. Mm-hmm. We've sent a couple out on loan. Why did we do that? You can ask questions, you know. And there's been a lot of good players. And I've got sort of a couple of my match one shirts behind me. Um, you know, good players that have seemingly been moved on when maybe there isn't a footballing justification or you could argue mm-hmm. they could contribute still. Um so I think that's that's sort of like one of the tarnished parts of his time here, isn't it? And and I think the relationship with the fans, I really hope whoever comes in next sees that opportunity to build a really good foundation with the fans and sort of get them yeah. on board. We've got a great set of fans. You know, I've not, I've not, you know, I've travelled to various stadiums around the country and I actually think there was one game at home where the South Stand, I think I watched it on the clock. 
sang for over 15 minutes about Isaiah Osborne nonstop, <laughs> just repeating it. And you oh, don't get that awesome. in places. You know, we're a vocal, yeah. there's a vocal set of lads who make a real good contribution in there when they get going. Um, so if the new manager comes in, recognises what he's got, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, we could really pull the club together and, and kick on. I think there's, there's not many clubs with as good a foot in as far as screen. Yeah. It's a very, very desirable job, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Sorry, cool. I'm waffling. I'm obviously too excited. You know, from the yep. feeling like we weren't even going to get playoffs to wait, where is this going to go? This crazy ride. It is a crazy ride. And I was, I was, you know, I was thinking that too. Like on Saturday, we're all feeling so down. And then just this move shocks the system and, and excites us and energizes us um, and gives us hope again. So who knows what's going to happen? I'm very excited to watch Saturday. I'm very excited to watch the rest of the season. Um, so let's do it. Let's do it, Chris. Let's go. Up the, up yeah. the Rovers, Chris. And I'd back the players. That's the main thing. I'd yeah. Back. We've got some very good players in there. If you look at it, yeah. we've got some very, very good players. Nicky Cadden, I think, is like third highest on crosses per game or mm. in total, depending on which way you look at it. Um, we've got other good players who've got really good stats. And, you know, like, I think individually, players have been playing really well. Is mm. a bank getting them to click. And if, if, the new manager, whether it's the interim one now or we announce someone tomorrow, whatever, if they can get those best 11 players and a few others, you yeah. know, to all click and play as a team, how frightening could that be? You know, Jake Young yeah. looks like a real talent. Odin Bailey has raved about. We've got players yeah. to cause damage, so let's give mm-hmm. it a good go. And I hope, I hope we see them playing with a smile on their face. That's the first thing, isn't yes. it? It should be fun. So let's go. Absolutely. Let's go, baby. All right, Chris. Thank you so much, as always. Uh, much brighter, much brighter day than the last time I think we did Statman. So, thank you so much for coming on, Chris. No worries. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm a Statman. All right, Shimmy. So now let's go to our chat with Dan, the man, Sweeney, outstanding guy. The perseverance of that mm. man, outstanding, inspiring. Some great stories in there. Some funny stories as well. Great quotes. Uh, he just he talks about you know how, how being a footballer is a luxury and a privilege. This man is great. I mean, he knows hard work because he was actually a construction worker for a while. <laughs> while he was playing football, he'd wake up at 5 a.m., go to the build site, work all day till 4, then go train. Outstanding. Like, and, and such a great perspective to pass on to other footballers who, who don't know you know, what it's like out there, what it's like to work, um, you know, hard manual, you know, manual labor. Um, so I, I love that. I don't know. What, what did you think? Shane? Yeah, he really taught us a thing or two about, you know, performing at the level of League Two, where it's like you're not the same, earning the same as a Premier League player, but you're earning to get the shot, you know, to, to reach that next yeah. level. And like we, you know, we feel so optimistic. And you, I think you'll feel that way after this, hearing this convo. Um, when you hear, when you know you have guys like Sweeney, like Jamma, Stokes, um, you have those generals that are on the field. Waggy, Waggy. yeah, even if they're injured, generals. yeah, even, even if they're yep. not on the pitch, we know that there are voices that are, are spurring um, the lads on. Absolutely, and some really funny stories <laughs> in here too. After all, he's a prank. He's the prank <laughs> yes. man. So let's get the let's get the Dan the Man Sweeney baby. Take it away. Nathan of the future here, breaking in really quick to say that, uh, quick note, we actually recorded this interview with Dan before 
the news of Mark Cooper and all that stuff happened. So uh, we don't ask him anything about Mark Cooper. We didn't know at the time that this was that, that the, the firing was going to happen. So anyway, have that context as you listen to the amazing Dan. Here we go. We welcome to the pod the best smelling man on the four screen rovers. The best Call of Duty Warzone player on the four screen rovers. The best fit man on the four screen rovers. Along with Waggy Pete. The biggest character on the four screen rovers. The sometimes center back. Sometimes box to box midfielder. We're missing so dearly right now on the four screen rovers. Some call him middleman Dan because he plays in the midfield. Others call him Iron Man Dan or Tortellini Sweeney because he's in a beast in the gym. He's swole like Tortellini. Let's go. Uh, but you probably know him as Dan from Kingston because he's from Kingston, London. That's a very literal nickname. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the pod, Dan Sweeney. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's great to be here. Hey, Thanks for having me on. Of course. Thank Thanks for being here. Yeah, That's we appreciate you, man. So, so first thing I want to ask, I know yeah. you were born in Kingston, like an area, I guess, in southwest London, but do you still live there? Because I, I was creeping your Instagram, and it seems like you're still there. No, so I've, we, so I've, I've actually moved to Swindon at the moment. Uh, okay. Me, my, my girlfriend, and my little boy. So yeah, we made the jump. Um, we made the jump in September time, I think. Okay, nice. Ah, okay. So cool. yeah, so it's a little bit different. You know, London's very, very busy all the time, and like out here, it's just a. I prefer it personally. It's a bit of an easier way of life. Like I'm driving all the time. I've got no traffic, nothing <laughs> yeah. like that out, out, out in the country roads and stuff. But like, yeah, London's a bit manic, so I, like, it's a bit more chilled out here, and I'm, and I'm enjoying it. But you grew up in London, right? Yeah, so yeah, I've been there all my life um, oh, wow. in King in Kingston. Um, yeah, went to school there. You know, played football there for Wimbledon. Yeah, sort of went out the non-league route and that and uh, over there. So yeah, yeah, first time moving away from home really for me. Oh wow, cool! And how far is Swindon from the ground? And how far is Swindon from London? It seems like it's is it kind of in the middle. Yeah, so this is not too bad at all. Really, it's sort of like so from the training ground and to the ground, I'm sort of 45 minutes from either from both of them. And then nice. I'm sort of an hour and a half from home, which is not too bad at all. Yeah, actually, I've always wondered, wondered like where, where do the play, do, do most of the players live in Swindon? Do they live in Bristol? Where do the do they live in Stroud? Where do most of the players like live? It's it's actually a bit of oh, it's a bit of everything. So some of the boys live in Swindon, some live in Bristol, and then others are like in between. Oh wow! You know, you know. So nobody in Nailsworth. <laughs> um, Chris Stokes, maybe he's a bit with a yeah. Chris Stokes, he just he's out of the way on his own. Like he might be on his own. So. Yeah, some out, man. Just on oh. top of the hill. All right, so we're gonna kick this off as we always do with a game of Warzone. No, I'm just kidding. That would be terrible, <laughs> terrible audio. Uh, we are gonna ask you about Warzone a little bit later, though. Okay, um, yeah, but yeah. We're gonna give you an option, Dan. We have four options for you right. for this game here. So you you get to choose option one. You are the scent king. So we show you other League Two players that you've played against, and you rate their smell. Option two, a little game called Interrogate. Fast questions, fast answers. So it's like Interrogate, but with my name, Interrogate. So I ask you a question. You have to answer it immediately. Doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. Fastest answer is the correct answer. Uh, so for example, let me give you a quick example how, how this played. Uh, best team in London? Uh, Chelsea. How many songs do the Rolling Stones make? <laughs> 60. <laughs> Who do you love more, your girlfriend or your child? Just kidding. Don't uh, answer that child, one. Don't answer child, that one. Don't answer child. that one. 
<laughs> you don't answer that one. But so anyway, that's how that's played. Exactly. But you just, perfect, perfect. I ask you a question, rapid fire. You got to answer. It doesn't have to be right. Just the fastest answer wins. Um, so that's option two. Option three. Read my lips challenge. I mute myself. You can't hear me. Um, I say something. You have to guess what I'm saying based on the movement of my mouth. Yeah. Option four. We make up a verse and sing it together to the tune of the opening prelude of Sweeney Todd, the <laughs> demon barber of Fleet Street. All right, so those are your options. Four options. Either way, whatever you choose, we're going to call this Sweeney Martini because that's the only thing that, that rhymes. Uh, we'll figure out how to make it make sense later. So, Dan, um, like, which option like, do you want? I like number two. Is that the fast questions? Yeah, oh, yeah, yep. fast questions. All right. And okay. Come on, Dan. Dan yeah, you're, you're a Southwest London boy. We thought you were at, like hitting the West End like every weekend. Watching, catching, like, the there. Come on, man. Surprise. All right, there we go then. Option two, interrogate. Fast questions, fast answers. Also, to prove that we are genuine, Dan stands. Sham and I, for this game, are going to wear Dan Sweeney trademarked hair, the slicked back black hair. Let's go, Sean. Sean. Let's do it. Put it Let's on. There <laughs> we go, baby. Wait, what, what is go. up with yours, Sean? It's not slick back. It's not, uh, this is <laughs> after is he's that? made a, a, a daring tackle. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Probably had backwards. Tackle. Guy messed up your hair. Look, man, look at this. <laughs> that, that's not that, That's not too bad. Yeah, the, the hairline. Yeah. My, my wig's I'm going crazy. This is after right. uh, after a rainy right. day in Nailsworth. <laughs> this is... This is pre-match, post-match. <laughs> all right, all right, here we go. Interrogate. Fast questions. Fast. Oh no, I, I forgot. This is called Sweeney Martini. For some reason, we'll figure out how to make it make sense later. Sweeney Martini. Fast questions. Fast answers. Fast questions. Fast answers. Why did you get kicked off the team bus? Uh, too too angry. <laughs> what does Mark Cooper do on the weekend? Um, go shopping. <laughs> what? What would be a better name for Connor Shaw? <laughs> Derek Shaw. <laughs> Derek. What, what does your lower back tattoo say? <laughs> oh no. Um, oh, oh no. All right, that's fine. Oh, no, okay. oh, oh, no. yeah. What is a Harvey Bunker? Uh, not sure. <laughs> All right, sing me your least favorite song. Oh, you put me on the spot. I don't know. <laughs> oh, you put me on the spot. You don't know. Uh, Perfect. Yeah. No, 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 no. What's the secret to good skincare? Um, ask my girlfriend. <laughs> how fast is how fast is director of football Richard Hughes? Uh, very slow. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some bad advice. Um, cut your hair. <laughs> <laughs> Who will win League One Player of the Year in 2025? Uh, me. Let's go. Our last question: Are the four Screen Rovers getting promoted this year? Yes. You heard it here first, folks. Let's wow. go. Round one. Perfect. Perfect. That was excellent, Dan. Yeah. All right. You're Dan, setting the bar high. That was like uh, the tackles you make, man. Speedy. Speedy recovery <laughs> speed right there. I love it. <laughs> Let's take off the... Oh, you can yeah. leave it on, actually, Sean. It almost looks yeah, like... It's, it's not even on. Actually, I look, like, I look like one of those troll erasers at the end of a pencil <laughs> from when you are a kid. I don't know what yes. happened there. Yes, you do. <laughs> Uh, all right, all right. Uh, let's move on to some, some legit questions here. Okay. So first, Dan, take us through. How did you become a footballer? Give us a quick walk through your journey growing up in Southwest London, Wimbledon Youth Academy, to the versatile, good-smelling player you are today. I started off just playing um, my Sunday league local local football team. Um, I think I was playing for Corinthian Casuals at the time. Um, what? Corinthian Casuals. 
So Corinthian casuals. Corinthian casuals. So that, are they, do, you, do you know do you know the team that's um, Corinthian in Brazil? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so they're linked with Corinthian in Brazil. Oh, oh wow. that's, that's awesome, awesome actually. Yeah, so so every, I think uh, I don't know if it's every year. Every year they sort of their first team go out and play the Corinthian first team in Brazil. Wow. So wow. yeah. So that's, that's a little bit of football history for you. Um, that's wow. awesome. Nice. So I used to play for them as a young lad, and then um, so I left for Wimbledon. AFC Wimbledon when I was 14, I think, and then sort of went up through the ranks there. And then I left Wimbledon when I was 16 to go and play non-league football for the first time. And then I went back to Wimbledon actually when I was when I was 17. I went back to Wimbledon, and then there was about four or five people that got pro contracts, and I was one of them. So we got a six-month pro contract at the time, and the manager the manager had just been sacked. So a new manager came in anyway, and just sort of got rid of the whole side really and, and oh, brought wow. a whole team a whole team in on loan. And then, you know, the new manager pulled me in and said, like, well, we've not really got space here for you. And like it's I think we think it's best if you go out and play like play games and stuff. And so I got shipped out. They they let me go. And then I think it was only about two weeks and I went training with a team called Kingstonians. So they're that's a team based in Kingston and they actually shared oh, wow. the grounds with AFC Wimbledon at the time. Oh wow. Three years I went there. Um, yeah, enjoyed it. It was a great club, you know, great non-league club. And then from there, I um, I went to Dulwich Hamlet. Dulwich Hamlet were the team in that league, were the team to sort of you wanted to be at. It's <laughs> it's an it's an amazing it's an amazing club, an amazing club. So yeah. I went there and and <laughs> I played actually I played behind the striker there, oh, and wow. I ended up scoring <laughs> straight away. I played six games. I saw scored six goals and I saw. Yeah. Yeah, we so, saw that. According to Wikipedia, anyway, yeah. it said it said I think you played <laughs> ten games total there. It's according to Wikipedia. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, yeah, you had yeah, six no, goals. Yeah, so I played the first Crazy. six, and I played the first six, and I scored. Actually, scored six goals. So, oh my god, that, that might be hard to believe because obviously I haven't scored all season. I haven't scored in a while, but I scored six. <laughs> I scored six goals straight away in the first six games. And um, oh my god, it was it was a short stay for me at Dulwich. Really short stay, and. Just it just got a little bit political. I'll just I'll put it that way. I, so I generated some interest like straight away. Sure. Six um, games and uh, six goals and six games will do that, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I was just scoring for like score. Just just every every ball drops me. I just sort of score like it was just. <laughs> yeah. It never happened to me before. And then I ended up going to Maidstone, which is which were in the league above. So they were in the Conference South at the time. Um, another amazing amazing club. Yes, yeah, so I went and scored went and scored on my first game as well. Oh, let's go! <laughs> I know, I know. Sweeney goals, baby. <laughs> Look at this man. Went and scored on my we, first we game. We could use those right now, Dan. But I know, I know. You're injured. I know, <laughs> I know. Played a few more games, then generated some interest in Barnet and went to Barnet. That was sort of a bit of a make or break for me at the time. Um, I was thinking like, this is this is this is my chance now. Like I've 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 sort of dropped out of league. I've got gone through the um, non-league. I've gone into the league two. I've felt what was a tough time for me and like very harsh on me uh, at Wimbledon <laughs> but I like made it back into League 2 so I'd worked so hard at the time of obviously playing non-league through Dulwich Hamlet and then like from Maystone was only twice twice a week I was I was working as well oh wow so, so yeah so no I was I was actually working on a building site oh my, my goodness <laughs> yeah so I've you're doing like construction tough. and yeah, yeah. playing football <laughs> that's yeah. crazy yeah. so oh. it's tougher I worked with my uncle. My uncle's a, like sort of like a builder, and my dad's sort of like a landscaper. Wow. So I did. So I did. So I did a sort of bit of both, and you know, I spent like four, four, five years working, working that, and it was it was tough, tough work. You know, it was tough. Yeah. Like, um, 
I remember going going to work like we sometimes had to be at, been at, we'd have to leave at like half five in the morning and stuff for work and oh I'd I'd sort of do that and then finish at four o'clock in the evening or in yeah. like late afternoon and then yeah. have to drive straight to training and then train <laughs> then train crazy. and you're still performing that's just, yeah that's awesome. I, had to, I had to I had to you know I had to and then and, yeah. I'd, I'd do that and then and then um sort of go to bed and then wake up at half five again the next morning you know it was yeah. Tough, tough work, tough work, you know. Um, yeah. That's why I like make sure the boys are on it all the time and make sure they know what they have sort of thing because some of the boys, yeah. like, some of the boys in the team won't know what it's like to work, you know, and right. I do. So that's why I work so, so hard all of the time to make sure that I'm not dropping out again because I don't want to do that. It's a luxury being a footballer and being like any sport, any professional sports person it is an absolute luxury because when I go out and I look at I or I drive past a building site or something like that, that just motivates me again to make sure that I'm not back there doing doing that because I know how hard it is, you know. Yeah. And some of the boys don't don't know how hard it is, you know. And that's 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 not their fault. Like, right. They'll find out when they when football's over what it's like, you know. And it might be a bit of a shock to some of them, but I already know, and that's why I tell everyone to work so hard and work so hard myself to make sure I don't drop out, you know, drop out again. So. Oh man. Yeah, yeah that life experience has given you that leadership. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. the real world. Oh, yeah, Incredible definitely. Yeah. And, and, and I think it so, makes, I mean, it must make you, actually, we've asked a few players, like, who's the toughest guy on the team? And they've, they've said Dan Sweeney. And yeah. I think, I think you know, you have to, going through that is going to make you so mentally tough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, but, it's, no, it's, but, it's brutal, but also good for, you know, good, good life experience. Oh, because yeah. now you've got that, you know yeah. that part of you and so you can carry with you this confidence wherever you go like yeah. look i can do anything i play, i worked at a construction site and play football yeah. 24 hours a day like i could do yeah. you know i could do well, i've got now I've, I've yeah i've got a few stories we'll, we'll get into them i've got a couple of stories <laughs> yeah. like hard stories but yeah so i went went to barnet and i sort of i sort of thought yeah this is my chance i'm back in like league two again i, I i'm gonna do well here i'm gonna set i'm gonna set the bar where i've, where I've been at and then i'm gonna move on again like that's that was just my mentality and I sort of went there and it was just, it was just, I don't know, I just didn't really play and and it sort of went really d downhill for me really, really quickly and, and I went through a real rough patch at that club. I actually had been outcasted from the team, so I was actually oh, wow. on, my, I was on my own. So I was training with the youth team and playing for like the, tw at the time there was a 23s now, so I was playing for the 23s and I was just thinking like, what, like, what's, how's this happened? Like. The season sort of ended. I went, spoke to the manager. I said, "Like, well, if you're not going to play me, then sort of let me go." And he said, "Well, no, no, you're going to have a chance. You're going to have a chance." So I went away in the summer and and made sure I was the fist. And mm. I, I came back and I was in great shape. I was in the run and I was doing really well in the games. I was playing really well. And and I thought, okay, well, if he said he's going to give me a chance, then he's going to give me a chance. But then like. A week before the season started, he came to me and said, um, "Well, we're just not gonna not gonna involve you." Oh. And I was, I was sort of sitting there like, "Well, you just told me I'm gonna <laughs> wow. have a chance, and I, and now and now you've said this. Like, where where do I go from here?" I've, I was just thinking, "I'm gonna have to go back out. Like, what's it, what's gonna happen like here?" So I stayed and trained with the youth team again, and I was it was it was this was the toughest time of my career. Um, I was coming in, you know, so. I was coming in um, to train on it at two o'clock in the afternoon when the boys were just leaving from training. I would be walking in and training with the youth team. 
I was never going to be broken in my head. Like they wanted yeah. me to, they wanted me to break and they wanted me to cave in and say like, no, I want to go, I want to, I want to leave. Um, so I was, ne- I just thought in, in my head, I was never ever going to break. They couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't break me because because of what I'd been through previously and how right, hard I've right. worked to, to get where I'm at, they, they couldn't break me. So I stayed and I trained with the youth team for three months at two o'clock every day. Wow. Which was, oh, which, wow. yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was horrible. It was, it was really tough, but I got through it. And then, um, so I had an old manager at Kingstonians. He was now at Hampton and Richmond in the conference south. And he said, do you want to come on loan for a month, play football? So I went there and done really, really well. So I went back to Barnet after a month's loan, after playing five games. And like he said, the manager said, do you want to, do you want, you're going to go back out on loan? Like just not even interested. And like the manager at Kingstonians, I knew really well. And I said, like, I said to him, what, what has, he, has he been asking about me or anything like that? And he said, no, he just doesn't care about you. Wow. So I said, right, okay. So huh. yeah, I come back on the Friday into back into training for Barnet. And I said, he said to me, do you want to go back out on loan? Like, you need to go back out on loan. And I said, I will, I will go back out on loan. He said, well, you're going to do it now then? And I was like, well, I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait a couple of days and sort of. So I waited. And then on the Saturday, they lost and he got sacked. My oh, manager wow. got sacked. And so, wow. so I waited, I knew, I, I, I sort of knew that was gonna happen. And, you know, I was, I was thought, okay, well, I've got an opportunity now again. You know, a new manager came in and, and we played a game and he saw me play and said, he came up to me at the end, I said, well, I'm telling you now, you're not going out on loan again. Now this, this is my chance again. So I started on the Saturday, next Saturday, I played, I got man of the match. And he said, wow, I can't believe you were out on loan. So I played for I played for another three or four games and then he sort of brought me out the out of the squad and I was just I was thinking, okay, I've played three or four games, I'm out of the squad, that's just normal. And then he came up to me at the end and said, like, I think we need to find you a new club. And I'm standing there thinking, What what's there's something, what, 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 <laughs> Yeah. Is there yeah. something wrong with me or what? Yeah, like, yeah. No. Uh-huh. So, I said, right, okay, fine. Like, I, I'd done enough. I just had enough. I'd, I'd worked so hard and done everything right that I could. And the boys were just like, Sweens, what, what's, what's wrong? Why, why are you? Why, are they, why is everyone doing this to you? I said, I don't know. I said, there must be a problem with me. I, I don't know. I was never well, uh, ever. A, I was never a bad egg. I was always in the change yeah. room speaking to the boys and, and like yeah. doing what I could. You know, doing like, your duty training that. with the with the young yeah. the youth squad with the reserves doing what you had. To yeah, do. when I yeah, yeah, exactly. we, I kept my head down. Yeah. And then a new manager came in. Yeah, we sort of had like four or five managers in one season. And I was just like, it was just, so a new manager came in and I, at this point I was just like, well, I can't do anything more than what I've done. Like, so we had a, another game and I played at, played, played at center back. And he said, he pulled me in the office and said, what's been going on? Why haven't you been playing? Because how you played there is like literally how I want anyone to play. And he played me every single game at center back after that. Then he got sacked. Oh and then, God. and then Martin <laughs> Allen, then Martin Allen came in for the last like nine games, I think, or eight games, I think it was, and we was we was bottom. We were we were everyone was writing us off to be relegated, and he came in and made me captain. Wow, yeah. So I'd gone from being released and training with the youth team in one season <laughs> to then being captain of the first team, all in all in like the back like the back end of the season. After that, though, for Barnet, next next two next two and a half years, I played every single game when I could, you know. So. Mm. And then, so that's how Forest Green came, Bob. We played Forest Green in League Two, and at the back end of that season, we beat them one 0 And you know, like I'd always known because I played against Forest Green in the conference as well when they won the conference when they got promoted. Oh wow! Yeah. And they were always such a very good side. Like they always passed yeah. the ball really well, and I loved the way they played and stuff. And you know, it was in, and it was interesting, like what was going on at the club, sort of thing. And and you know, when they came in the summer and said like we want to sign you, I was, 
I was sort of like, well, yeah, I'm really interested because I know the way they play and, and what's going on at the club is, is so interesting and I wanted to be a part of it. So yeah, that's what that's what drew me to Forest Green. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's so awesome. yeah, you just seized the opportunity when it came to you. And I guess what you know, the story is just illuminating for us how much yeah. of a football career is out of their control. You know, yeah. managers yeah. come and go, the fortunes oh, yeah, of the yeah, clubs, yeah. especially at lower levels of the pyramid, right? They go up and down. And so all you can control is the effort you put out, the attitude yeah. you have, your willingness yeah. to do, you know, like I think the word is graft in the UK, right? How much yeah. you graft. And it seems like that never wavered for you. So how yeah, do you bring yeah. that mentality? And what do you think the best thing about your role on the pitch with Forest Green is? Um, so, yeah, so like my, my, my mentality obviously is always to work hard and just give 100% in everything everything that we do. Mm -hmm. Like, And I think we've got a great group of lads, so I don't really need to enforce that too much. And when we're working, we really are working. Like we're on the pitch every day and and every day we're in the gym after and like we have the staff the staff are fantastic at the club like they're great the people around the club are great and we're all pulling towards one thing that we want that you know that we want to do and and i think that goes a long long way like if you've got everybody at the club pulling towards one thing then that goes a long long way so i don't have to enforce that too much on that side of things because it's already like embedded into the club yeah that's how i feel it's like the club works so hard on and off the pitch all of the time um, and I think the lads buy into all of that as well. But whenever, like, whenever the boys are feeling down or something like that, or I go and I go and speak to them. Some of the boys have had problems like this season, and I've gone and speak to them and, and try to help them out where I can. And and that, so I sort of act like an older brother to all the boys sometimes because we, you know, we set up such a young side. To, like some of the boys are a little bit older, like Waggy. He's, I think I think I think I think he's about forty-three wags. Um, <laughs> Stokesy Stokesy moves like he's about fifty-five. Stokesy, <laughs> he's on the fissure bed every single day. He's like he's, okay. yeah, he's funny. Yeah. The two uh, players on the team who get fake IDs to be younger. Right? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> That's right. exactly. Yeah, but Stokes. The problem with Stokes is he doesn't look any younger, and neither does Wags. <laughs> wags has got uh, Wags has actually got some eye cream he needs to put on it. He puts hey. it on every morning in training to sort of stop the wrinkles and stuff. So. Sweetie, bring uh, in the fire here. I love <laughs> it. I love it. So, so speaking of teammates, what, what do you think of this year? You mentioned the staff has been outstanding. What do you think of the, the players? What do you think of the team this year? I don't. I don't think I've ever seen so much quality in one team than 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 what we have. You know, um, across the board, we have players that are fantastic in everything they do. You know, it's just it's just getting the consistency out of everybody. You know, it's it's tough at the moment because we have injuries. You know. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just getting the consistency out of the boys and, and you know it's a young, very young group and that inconsistency can sometimes creep in because it, it happens to everybody you know it happens, it happens yeah. to me I've had, I've had I've had peaks and this season and I've had dips in this season sure. um, it's just it's just getting the consistency out of everyone but as a squad there's such a great group I've never been part of a change room like this one um, on and on and off the pitch. So off the pitch, we we laugh and joke, and obviously I'm I'm at the forefront of most of that stuff. And I try to be anyway. <laughs> That's what we've heard. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. But you've got other characters in the change room: Waggy, Jammer, Elliot Whitehouse, and, and you know, like it's just Kane Wilson, Don Bernard. It's funny, funny change room. Some of the boys are there. So, yeah, yeah, yeah actually, with, I want to. Oh, sorry, you go ahead. Oh, we say we've got a real, real togetherness of, of the awesome. team as well. So yeah, so like on and off the pitch, we we just fight for each other on the pitch, and and anything that goes on on off the pitch, then we're there for each other. 
That's and, awesome. And, and I and think I, that's I'll, kind of the, the flip ahead. side of like, you know, some people say like, well, if you're joking all the time, you can't be a serious team, right? But you need that morale, especially yeah. those inevitable times in the season when you will have a dip, you know, you will have a rough patch of form. Like, you know, you need something that binds you together and, and it helps you be there for each other. No, yeah, definitely. Like, you know, like yesterday we got on the coach and like after the loss of, as I just didn't talk, as a Collins didn't talk to anybody, you know, yeah. and like we understand it because we're hurt. We're we're all hurting. We're all hurting right. when we lose, and we we want it to win every single game. But sometimes, like you know, we're not going to win every game. We know that. But it's you know this season's been a little bit different. We have to bounce back really quickly, so the boys will be in tomorrow recovery and they'll watch what mm -hmm. what went on and what went wrong in the game, and then we got to be ready for Monday. We just got to turn it around so quickly, and the boy and the boys know that. So. So let's talk about the uh, a little bit of the off the pitch stuff because you know like like we just said, yes, you're all you're all hurting right now, but you've got to find ways to like be positive and and you know make people laugh and you know make this fun as well because you don't want to get into a, a hyper depressed state and just spiral you know downward out of control. You got to keep spirits high. So I want to talk about that a little bit, Dan. Uh, we we you know we we we've heard from everyone. Waggy and Sweeney, Waggy and Sweeney, always up to something. Want to know what's the best prank that you've been behind in your career, and what's the best prank that you've been behind at FGR? That's that's a hard one. You know, you know, you know. I don't think there's, there's, so many. Yeah, there's been. I've pulled so many. I don't. I don't think there's been a best prank. You know, I think it's just been. It's been consistency. That's what. That's that's the word I've used. It's been love it. consistent pranks all of the time. So, like this this year is this we've like. So this year we've, we, as I said, we work so hard on the pitch, but then off the pitch, we're just, are we doing stuff all of the time? Like, so there's one one time and like with Elliot Whitehouse always brings. So we've we've got a changing room. It's me, Jammer, it's uh, Elliot Whitehouse, um, Aaron Collins, and uh, Wag Waggy, and um, we we all just prank each other sort of thing every single day. <laughs> there's something going on. So there's one time it. like. Elliot Whitehouse brings oranges in because he he eats correctly and like he eats fruit and he's very very good with his diet and everything which which we all are but he he's like bring fruit in every morning and stuff and like this one time I was just like Wags was like yeah Gorn Swings Gorn Swings we'd always nick his oranges and I've got <laughs> I've got like a gilet or something and would find like orange pills in my gilet or, or an orange in my thing so one morning wait what found, did you say gilet what's a gilet so, so like a body warmer Oh, oh, okay, okay. Like a body warmer, so one, so it's the same sort of thing. So I found it in my, I found an orange in my, in my body warmer one morning, <laughs> and I come back from the gym, and I was sort of like, Els was in there with me, and like, I was like, right, who's done that? Then I was sort of looking around the changing room, who's done that? And they're all laughing, and I said, right, I knew it was Elliot. So I'm there, I'm, I've got it on the, um, we've got like, so the changing room, like the wooden seats, but I'm punching the orange, right, just to flatten it and squash it. <laughs> And he's walked in behind me and he's just watching me and I've just turned around and I'm just completely <laughs> caught in the act. And everybody just burst. It was funniest, funniest thing. Everyone just burst out laughing. Yeah. Another time, like we um, we wrapped up Luke McGee's car in cling film. Oh, I love it. I love so it. We done that and he was uh, he was not happy. He was not happy at all. He oh, come wow. out and like, who's done my car? Who's done my car? Like, yeah. just not happy. And we checked with, so we got CCT over the, um, over the, um, car park area of our training ground <laughs> and he's, he's looked we've all gone cctv and we've seen it there's about 10 people running out on the cctv to his car and like everybody's like covered up with face masks and stuff no it's funny and it's just like another time i got home and like i've obviously got moisturizers with my face 
And I, I, we had some vegan sausage rolls in, in, in the training ground at the time. And, and one, someone had taken the inside of the sausage roll out of one of them. And I thought, that's a bit, that's a bit weird that someone's done something with that. But I got home, had a shower, went to put my face moisturizer on and half the sausage roll was in my moisturizer in the little <laughs> pot. And I'm like, oh my. You know, I can't, uh, we can't leave the changing room without something happening every single day. There's always something <laughs> going on, you know? That's brilliant. That's it's brilliant. Funny. It's funny. It's really hey, funny. It's all plant-based. It's got to be good for, for the skin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like, we started changing, I think called changing room walls as well. So we started. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so we, like, our changing room would obviously go and do something to the next changing room. And then we'd sort of blame someone else. So they went on to them changing rooms. And then, and then we were standing there sort of like laughing like they don't know and then we got down and then it's just like never ending never ending <laughs> so i want to move that, i guess now to something a little bit a little bit more serious um so you know you're injured right now you're you're out for the season very yeah. sadly for for us as a team because we need you dearly and also very you know very sad for you as well uh personally so you know it must be tough i know you want to you know you you're a footballer you want to get out there you want to play the game you love you want to help your team and also, let's be real about it. You got to secure the bag. You know, you need yeah. you need to play to get contracts, yeah. and you need those contracts to live. So, so what helps you deal with these the mental challenges, the mental stress of of being out for the season with an injury? I think it's tough. It's, it's you know, it it's no like when I heard the news that I'd be out for the season, like uh, I was so so upset. I was so upset for the reason is we're doing so well this season, and like. And now I'm just not a part of it, sort of yeah. thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm standing there a bit helpless, sort of, as as to speak, like sort of thing. And it's so, so tough. But I think where where I'm at, like sort of, I'm 26 now and I'm sort of one of the older lads in the team. I'm sort of, I know that I have to be there for all of the boys and I have to keep us motivated and keep us on the right track um, and keep everyone at it, sort of thing, you know? And, and yeah. So I'm there for the boys on and off the pitch. So I'll be there at every game in the changing room, like sort of getting them motivated, like cheering them up for the game, and and you know, and I'll be there after, whether they lose or win. I'll still I'll still feel the pain that everyone else feels and stuff. But right. it's probably a little bit harder for me because I can't. I have no impact on it. I can't get out there and actually do anything, you know. So when we're losing, like I'm I'm hurting. I'm, I really am, um, and it's harder because I can't do anything about it, you know. Right. Um, but you know, I, I know the boys need me there. I know the boys need me around the around the place and the training ground and the games. So I'll always be there for them. So I've sort of had to get it out of my mind about my injury very quickly, mm. and um, sort of just focus on the job in hand. Yeah, and you know, the psychological like from, side of the game is yeah. so important, right? Like oh, that, yes, has, you have massive. to be trained for that too. <laughs> yeah. So like, I think obviously my previous experiences of what we've already spoken about and me going through tough times and tough tough rides this is just this is just another one i, I have, i'm gonna have to overcome it you know that's why yeah but i'm and i'm only sort of in the oh i've been out now for seven weeks and for for my injury and that seems like a long time and it is a long time but for my injury that's the only sort of the the early stages because i'll be out until pre-season now um so I'm still, I'm just, I've just, I've just had to get out of it really quickly and get on with, with as I say, the job in hand. And I'm, and I'm still in the gym every single day, working as hard as I can, you know. And I'm, that's that will never ever change. That's awesome. And yeah, I mean, we like we, we can see that it's, you know, your footballing journey has really formed you as a person. We've heard of this thing called, you know, from the grind. So kind of what what is that? 
that originally started when I was sort of outcasted at Barnet. I sort of made like a little page and stuff for fitness regimes and and workouts and stuff that I was doing and you know just to keep myself fit it sort of gave me something to do whilst I wasn't playing and I think it reflects I think the name reflects on sort of where I've come from and stuff you know and and, and where I've been at you know and I'll never ever forget the time that oh, it's, like, it's funny I look, look back on it now and laugh I never ever forget the time where um, I was working with my uncle when we was we was we was sort of building the house on a building mm. site and um we we so we built we dug the foundations for the house and they were seven foot deep or six six foot deep one of the two with a, with a digger we'd done it with a digger and then the next the, so in the night it had rained or in the morning it was i said in the night it had rained and one of the trenches had collapsed so we was there at quarter past seven in the morning and it was raining it was it was heavy raining and it was cold because over here it gets cold like december <laughs> january time it gets real cold yeah and it was wet yeah. and he he said right go on then and i said what he said get in there he gave me a shovel and i had to shovel out all of the mud that all of the clay and mud that had sunk in on the bottom of the footing that we dug oh, out wow. with the digger so i was there at quarter past seven half past seven in the morning digging out the footing that we needed because we were going to concrete the footing so i was digging out the footing uh to do to sort of get it ready and i was just standing there and i was thinking like what is going on then this is the time where i had come i had recently been released from wimbledon so i was 18 19 at the time and i was just thinking oh like i, I wanted to be a footballer that's all i wanted to do and i was just thinking this is this is this is hard this is hard and like mm. i'm i'm going to do everything i can to make sure that i'm successful at what i want to do and that was to be a footballer and i'll never ever forget that that moment there that was a real turning point and you know i just so from the grinders obviously come from where i've sort of come from and you know like they've always worked so hard and, and i always will work so hard to be the best I, that i can be you know and Absolutely. you know it was it was tough like, on the building site every day and, and just working so so hard and long hours and then training after and I'm just I've just wanted to work so hard to, to be a professional footballer in the day. Oh that's so, yeah that's, that's man that's, that's like so motivational it's so powerful. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I hope you sh you've shared that story with uh with your teammates as well because it's so like like you said you can't take it you, you don't want these guys to take their position for granted because it's it's it can be so hard out there and um with there everyone you know you guys are all very lucky to be in the position you're in so yeah oh that's great experience man i love that from the grind man from the grind <laughs> so dan you mentioned uh you know from the grind from the grind your other uh kind of pet project i also know that you're big into gaming uh especially <laughs> warzone is there a twitch channel coming soon Dan? So, yeah there will be yeah i've sort of got set up for it i'm just trying to get all the editing stuff sorted and and getting like different overlays and like OBS and different things sorted. So yeah, like that side of it's quite hard, but I'm going to get it sorted and then maybe start streaming. Who knows? I don't know. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, um, we, well, two things. One, I saw your video that you streamed of Warzone and I don't know how you got away with it, but you put, uh, you put a pop smoke song over it. Yeah. <laughs> and every time that, uh, that we put post something on Instagram, that's like, uh, you know, actual like music, Instagram always immediately deletes yeah, it and says us, like copyright yeah. infringement. So I don't know how you got away with pop smoke. 
yeah, I don't know. I know, I know Pop Smoke personally, though, so I used yeah, to okay. So. Oh, okay. He so, gave me the clearance, the personal he gave license. You clearance. There you go. <laughs> Shout out to Pop Smoke, king of the New York, king of New York, man. Rest in yeah, peace, man. Pop Smoke. Um, man, I, I remember when he first when he first came out here. It was crazy. A yeah. couple years ago, he's everybody, at, wherever yeah. you go, you just heard Pop Smoke everywhere. Every yeah, he's good. So he's massive over here as well, and like, it's just it's oh, crazy wow. now that I obviously know that he's passed away, but. His music still over here is massive. Still is over here too. Uh, yeah. The other day, actually, my wife and I we we, we were driving down to Brooklyn um, to visit her mom, and uh, we had we just had the radio on, or whatever, because we never drive. But every station, <laughs> we, we, it was Pop Smoke. Every Pop station, Smoke. Pop Smoke, Pop yeah. Smoke. Yeah, yeah. So still yeah, huge. Good. Long. I mean, it's been over a year since he passed away, and uh, yeah, still, still like making waves. Yeah, that's man. crazy. It's gone too yeah. soon. And who Crazy. knows, like what he could have, you know, what he could have accomplished. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. But anyway, back to your gaming. So that's exciting. A Twitch stream coming soon. I saw, I saw <laughs> uh, a waggy commented on your on your stream. It cracked me up. Grow up, Daniel. Yeah. Cozy, <laughs> cool. Of course, he'd say something like that. You know, like we've got a few, a few of us actually play. A few of us play, and, and we have great, we have great fun. Like I'm, I'm pretty good at it. So I thought, why not? Like, why not do something else with it? So yeah, there's, like, there's me, me, Kane Wilson, um, Aaron Collins, Josh March, Nicky Cadden. Uh, oh, so, nice. Yeah. Who's the Odin best? Bailey, uh, who's the... Oh, Jayden. Oh, Bailey too. Jayden Jayden, Preston, oh my god! Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Huge so. crew. Who's, yeah, the, yeah. who's the best player and who's the best trash talker? <laughs> Jade, Jaden's definitely the best player. He's very good. Oh wow! Nice. Jaden's very, very good. Um, best trash talker. Uh Probably me. All right, hey. I like that. I, I always have, you always have the confidence in yourself. That. I love it. I love it. That's I right. I bet on yourself. That. Yeah. Well, I'd say <laughs> if 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 we went to war, I would not be taking Josh Mark, Josh March, and Aaron Collins. <laughs> Noted. All right. Noted. <laughs> yeah. We know who to Noted. target then, if we're ever. That's right. It, yeah. If we ever if we ever attack the UK, we know who we're we know who we're coming for. And, and if you're listening, British military service. Do not <laughs> stay away from Aaron Collins. <laughs> uh, and, uh, so anyway, um, well, actually, and there's a lot of money there, man. So that that could be that's a potential, you know, another source yeah. of revenue in the future. I mean, of course, it's just for fun now, but who knows? Yeah, exactly. Always, that's, that's, always... that's obviously that's obviously my thinking behind it. Look, I've, I've played Call of Duty for a long, long time, and I've loved, loved I've loved it. But I think now it's even bigger, and and there is money to be made in it. If you, I suppose, yeah. if you do it the right way, then so maybe maybe in the future that might be a, might be a possibility. Yeah. Wow. Always good to have Great. other revenue streams, and yeah. especially if you can get paid to do something that you enjoy. Like yeah. you've made it. Like that's yeah, that's yeah, that's the dream. Oh yeah. And you're doing it right now. You know, playing football, and it'd be yeah. really cool if you could just like continue it with, you uh, know, with gaming or with with uh, from the grind too. Like yeah. like inspiring exactly, yeah. people through through uh, exercise. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so so we're gonna we're gonna hit you with a speed round. We're gonna ask three questions in thirty seconds. Uh, three three questions, thirty seconds. Uh, for each question, and then uh, we're gonna hit. We're gonna ask one last big question, and then we're gonna move to teammate talk. So here we go, speed round. All right, here so we I'm go. hitting with the first question. All right, so Dan, what is the biggest strength of your game? Uh, biggest strength of my game is probably my presence and my just my character on the pitch. I would say. Um, I've got quite a few strings to my bow on the pitch, but I think my presence and to get everyone going around me and to just you know get the team going and get the team up for it sort of thing. I think that's my biggest strength here. 
Yeah, we miss it so much right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what uh, what is the uh, what's the biggest weakness of your game? What's the biggest area where you need to improve? Um, probably my my pace is probably not and I'm not the quickest, and probably like my sharpness movements in the round because I find it hard. Is that I'm a little I'm a, I'm obviously quite big. I'm six foot five, so I'm quite a big guy. But I find it I find it hard to just get around and like see like people like Azo Collins or Owen Bailey like really really sharp with their feet and quick around the ball. I, I find it hard to deal with them types of players. So probably that. Six foot five? I didn't realize. I knew you were tall. I didn't know you were that tall. Yeah, six, six foot five. five. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. gotta be the tallest guy on the team, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even realize that. Wow. Yeah. Oh, thanks I a knew... lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Uh, yeah, I knew we were. I knew like this year. Well, now I'm getting. I'm breaking the rules of speed around. But anyway, I knew this year we were trying to bring in some some height. Um, yeah. And I knew you were the, like one of the taller guys. I didn't know you were six five. Holy yeah, six anyway, five, yeah. if you're playing basketball, I, I knew you were, maybe I that's knew your you were next really career. tall. As a short king, I recognized your your <laughs> uh, All right, we've already broken the rules of speed round. But yes. last question to speed <laughs> round. Here we go. Uh, your brother plays for League Two Mansfield Town. So, when Mansfield Town and Four Screen Rovers play, who are your parents written for? Who's uh, the favorite son? That's a tough one. This it's got to be me. I'm the first son. It's got to be me, hundred <laughs> percent. Always bet on yourself. I love no yeah. hesitation. No hesitation. Nice. No, it's got to be me. I'm betting. All right, all right. Nice. Heaven's Devil's podcast tearing families apart. It's what we do. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> when we have Ryan on, we're gonna ask him the same the same thing. Yeah. Uh, okay, so so last question. All right, speed round over. Last question. Um, so how do you want your fellow players, fans, staff, everyone who's who's worked with you? How do you want everyone to remember you? Um, I think just a good guy, you know, and like someone who's a, like a real team player and you want in your team. Um, hard working as well, because, you know, I pride myself on hard work and I pride myself on sort of being a character in and around the changing room and with the boys, with with, with staff as well. Like, I don't have, at all the teams I've been and all the people that I've come across, I've never had a bad relationship with anyone, you know, and some people might hate me. I don't know. I, I don't know that, but. I've never had a bad relationship with people, so I've always like been a good people's person and tried to get on with everyone and you know motivate people to do well and to work hard and, and you know that type of person. Yeah, you sound like a yeah. consummate professional. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's just yeah. You know, I, I, I don't see why everyone would have a bad attitude. I don't, I don't like, don't like that. It's, it's not good for the changing room or anything like that. I just, I don't, I don't get it. Um, but yeah, that just a bit of a motivational person and and to just help teammates and help anyone that can really yeah uh, and and i tell you what i mean you know we've had several team of your teammates on now you're always popping up every <laughs> time in multiple questions like who's the best this dan sweeney who's the best this dan sweeney who's the best you know i don't remember what it was toughest dan sweeney best smelling like we said dan sweeney biggest <laughs> character dan sweeney like everything you're yeah. everywhere in and around everything and it it shows like what a what, a, what an influence you have um, on this team and on uh, probably on every team that you've been on, but we certainly know for sure uh, on the Four Screen Rovers, you you play a huge role. Um, yeah. And so actually, you know, move, it, move into teammates. Let's, let's do a little teammate talk here. So this is a okay. little segment where we get a peek inside the special group of players at this very special club. So we're going to give you a few descriptions. You tell us which teammate matches the most. Sean. Okay. Take it away, good sir. Okay, so Danny, or Dan, excuse me. Uh, next in line of succession to the throne of Scent King. Who would you next? Oh, Scent King? Yeah, we know you're the <laughs> Scent King. Um, Who's your apprentice? Dom Bernard. Dom, Drippy Dom, yeah, that's great. Because <laughs> he told Dom. us, 
He told us he goes to you for his his uh, cologne, yeah. for his, his fragrance he, advice. Uh, yeah, I've given him a couple of things, um, but no, he sprayed a few things that I haven't smelt, and he he smells pretty good. The kid, so I'll probably give it to Dom. The highest go. honor, Sir Dom Bernard. <laughs> Night. We of should the do scent. a follow up though, Sean. Who's the stinkiest? <laughs> sure. Most in need of the scent. Yeah, who's wow. the most wow. in need of the scent? That's a controversy. We're trying to. We're trying to. You can avoid any question. You can insert some drama question. into the locker room there. But okay, okay. But well, moving on. Who has the best All meme right. game in the group chat? Besides the best, the best what? Sorry. Uh, the best meme game in the group chat. Meme got game. The, the oh. best memes. Yeah. That's a good one. That. Um. Probably as a Collins. I'd probably say Azza. He's he's come out of a few ones like in the group chat or something like that. Any birthdays like I think um Wags and um Folks he had their birthdays recently and he's come out of like an old man meme or something like that. That's just one <laughs> off the top of my head. He's quite he's That's quite great. sharp with a few of them. He's good. That's them. great. Nice. When we when we asked uh, Stokes too, I think Stokes mentioned you. You you're pretty active in the chat and, and, and oh, yeah. creating some last. By the way, uh, we we made this offer to Stokes. We'll make it to you as well as well, Dan. If you want to invite us to the group chat, we won't we won't decline. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. all I'm saying. We won't decline. We're open we for get... roasting. Open for business. on am getting. It. Okay. Well, yeah. A few of the boys <laughs> might be up for that actually. I'm, I'll, I'll put it to them. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just tell them we're roasty American dudes that know nothing about football. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Off to a great start already. <laughs> That's right. Okay. okay, so again, we're we're the hard hitting journalism on the Heavens Devils podcast. So Dan, most likely to distract you in the team dining room and snatch a falafel off your plate. Waggy. Right. <laughs> yeah, I love it. 100%. If I, if I had something on my plate or something like that, and I just say I went to get a drink or something like that, he would yeah. just be on it. Just be, it, I'd come back with nothing, basically. It would yeah. be him 100%. He's claimed oh, it. Love it's it. his now. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Uh, okay, so here we go. Low-key funniest. So it, not, like, not like obviously funny. Like You can't say you and Waggy because everyone says you and Waggy. So who's like yeah. the low-key funniest? Oh, that's a tough one, you know, because we've got so many characters. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anyone that like just doesn't have a laugh, have a laugh like, off the pitch. Low key funniest. That's that, you know that's really 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 tough. Probably for like Elliot Whitehouse. Ah, I could ah. see that. So I feel like he, Elliot Whitehouse is low key everything. He, <laughs> he's like he, he's like that, yeah. Go ahead, sorry. I tell, I tell you, like he is low key everything. You couldn't completely right. So when when it, there's any bit of banter going on in the change room or anyone's taking taking a mick out of anyone he's first in line but nobody suspect expects him he's the quietest and like he is he is one of the he is he's like real funny but he's so quiet you wouldn't know, yeah. you know? <laughs> before so, you know you've got an orange in your gila right yeah exactly that's right <laughs> oh that's awesome all right so who who's the worst at taking a joke and i might have an idea who he might say here but who's the worst at taking a I've, joke um so i've got i've got two yeah I've got two, so Chris Stokes and Luke McGee. <laughs> I was gonna, yeah. uh, I was gonna say McGee based on what you mentioned earlier yeah, with the car. He's, so that, so they love to give it out, both of them. They're sort of, so when I said they're in the, we've got the changing rooms. They're both in the same changing room, and they love to do a, do a little bit, like give a, give a few people a bit of stick and stuff like that. But whenever they get it back, they, they hate it. 
I absolutely <laughs> hate it. I hate it so. Yeah. And that makes them the best targets, right? When you know exactly. they hate it, like, oh, yeah, you have exactly. to do it. You got to get them. And especially exactly. when they dish it out. Oh, man. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the thing. They, they dish it out the most. And then I suppose, like, we're everyone's like plotting against them saying, listen, let's get, let's get them because they hate it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. All right. So, so flip side of that, who's the best at taking a joke? Um, it's it's probably got to be anyone in our change room. I would, I would say. Um, nice. So anyone know. except oh wait, oh in your change okay who's in your changing room? In a change room, so Jetty, Jammer, Els, Waggy, and Azza. Nice. Um, we're all pretty good at taking a joke because we every single day we, there's something going on with us, you know, and <laughs> and <laughs> the the change room beside us, you know, Dokes Dokes is very good. Dokes is Dokes has a right laugh. You know, yeah. Kane, Kane Wilson. You know, there's there's a few Don Bernard again. Like loves the joke. So. Oh, I love it. Okay, one one last question here, Dan, and then we got to invite you back on because you got so many good stories. And I know you have more that we haven't even heard yet. So we're inviting we you back to, on. Yeah. Your contract. You're here. You're here another year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah contract, let's go. So yeah, you'll yeah. be back, Sorry. man. We're, all right, we're having Someday you back we'll on. Someday we'll release Dan. the if, Snyder cut. The Snyder cut of this interview. <laughs> <laughs> we're having you back on if, if, if you're willing. You may not. You may not be uh, interested yeah, after this. After meet us once, come. but, but uh, yeah, we want to have you back on for because this is great, man. All right. So one last question here. Last question. Teammate talk. Who is most likely to try to bring in all the groceries in one trip, even if it cuts off the circulation in their arms? Um. <laughs> Probably Big Jammer. Big Jammer, really? Yeah, why yeah. why do you say that? He, he's, he's quite a big guy. Obviously, he's only got one hand now, but, you know, he's okay. quite a big guy. <laughs> True. He's quite Good a big point. guy. He's, he's quite, he fancy, I think he fancies himself in the gym. So, <laughs> I think he'll be Jammer. I love it. I love it's it. It's like a show-off yeah. thing. A show-off thing. Yeah, a little bit like that. He's a little bit like that. A bit of a show-off, you know. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, Dan Sweeney, man. So appreciate you coming on with us. This was awesome, man. This was so much fun. Guys, you got to follow Dan Sweeney on Instagram at DanSweens underscore. Follow his fitness project at From the Grind. Looks awesome, man. Oh, Dan, we cannot, uh, man, tell you how much we appreciate this. Speedy recovery, too, man. We need you out there. I know you're not going to be back this season. Heart, you know, crushing for us. I know it's crushing for you, too. But, man, cannot wait to see you get back to health, Get you know, get back to full health, back on the pitch next year, helping us get promoted either to league one next year or to the championship next year depending on where we end up this year but man yeah. appreciate it so much dan this has been awesome yeah dan yeah, you're guys. the yeah you're the consummate model of just keeping your head down when life doesn't give you you know um what you need you make it for yourself yeah you do it through yeah. hard work so it's an inspirational talk man thanks for joining us today absolutely no, thanks thanks for having me on i've really enjoyed it thanks guys thanks for having me on Dan the man Sweeney. Oh my god. Awesome yeah. dude. Awesome that, dude. We gotta have him back to me because <clears throat> I mean you you don't know this, but like we went forever, we talked forever, <laughs> and it was so much fun, and then you know we had to go, whatever, but he has so many great stories that we didn't get to hear. We gotta luckily he signed with us for another year, <laughs> Shimmy, so we have to bring him back. Uh maybe over the summer, maybe early part of next year. We gotta bring him back. What a great guy. What oh yeah, awesome. I feel like uh he's the type of guy that you pull up to the bar and hear a story or sitting around a campfire yes. or you're hanging out yes. hanging out at a at a bonfire somewhere and he just spins those yarns, man. What what a blast. Oh that's what I need, Shimmy. I mean I'm sure he I'm sure he drinks a beer here and there, but I don't know. He's like such a health nut too, so who knows? But love to go grab some beers with Dan the man Sweeney someday. Sit in a bar, like you said, or sit in a pub and, and wherever. Well, in Swindon, I guess, is where he lives now. And just have him tell us stories, man. Anyway, 
Awesome, Dan. Thank you so much. That was so cool. Inspirational. Funny. Awesome. Great dude. Uh, Shimmy. I guess we got to wrap it up here, brother. Let's wrap it up, Shimmy. So on to new beginnings, man. On to Saturday. On to, you know, the final six games. The last push to promotion, Shimmy. It's in front of us. What are you thinking? It's How are you feeling? Us. We can do it with this group of guys, with this, uh, you know, group of supporters. Uh, it can be done, you know. Let's let's not get discouraged. I, I know there was big bottling last year, but I don't think it's going to happen, you know. We, we made the change when we had to. So let's make that push for the playoffs. Who knows? Maybe, you know, come the, the end of this month, we're, we're sitting back in automatic places. It's not out of reach. So let's let's just go get it. That's right. And, and you know what? Even if even if we don't go up this year, that's okay. Like, we have a process. We have a bright future. We have some outstanding guys on this team. So, look, we're all hoping for promotion. But what I, what I want most is just to enjoy the, these last six Same. games. And I think we are going to, as fans, we're all going to enjoy these last six games no matter what happens. I think the players, I hope the players go out there and enjoy these last six mm-hmm. games. Um, so yeah, man. Let's close out there. Up the vegan rovers, shimmy. Up the vegan rovers, we are FGR. Let's go. Amen. And you know what? Praise. Oops, I messed that up. <laughs> All right. Praise. <laughs> Ra- wait. Praise. Praise. Hail. hail. Praise. Praise. Dale. 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 Yeah, brother. Dale. Vince. Just crazy blew our minds on Monday. Let's go. Praise hell, praise Dale. Dale, yeah, take us home, Big Time Tommy. It's Big Time Tommy, and here's my thought of the day. Know your worth. Don't ever let somebody shortchange your credibility or insult your intelligence. Because that's not old school. OS for life. Take it easy.